Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Been on, I just checked the time here yeah, and I realized we've been on this call for, for like what, two hours? Over two hours? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> How do you feel about that in time? Uh, I, I didn't feel the time until I checked. So it must uh, have really been a very interesting call. <laughs> I love that, that you said Position. that. Well, at least I'm not boring you and you're not getting yeah. bored. But uh, I'm I'm loving this conversation so far. So it was an interesting conversation. It is. Yeah, it is an interesting yeah. conversation. You know, I was checking out your website, and I'm like, how do these segments get to be so many? How do these conversations get to be so long? <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> By the wait, so you're like so. What came? Uh, I don't know. Came to your mind when you saw it? Like you, what? Like did you? Did it bring any anticipation? So, 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 so I looked at that length. Uh-huh. Then I looked at the allocation in my calendar because I think in the calendar, it's allocated thirty minutes. Uh-huh. When I booked the, the slot, thirty yeah. minutes, I was uh-huh. like, okay, so probably to be like, like those TV interviews, quick. Bah, 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 so. Uh-huh. But now it's the conversational style, really. Justifies why, why we have those segments. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is actually Kipini uh, Chalala Salama. I don't know how to say that in English. The last part you know, of the conversation. Yeah, it's just, we are supposed to be knowing Swahili with all this whole stuff. Yeah, but you guys, what's wrong with you guys though? But in Uganda, Swahili is largely reserved for the security forces. Security? Yes. Hey? All, almost all security guys, like police, army, what, what? Well, they know Swahili. They know Swahili. I think they teach them Swahili in their training. Oh. So sometimes, actually, when people want to pause as security guys, huh. they speak Swahili, you know? Oh, okay. Actually, even on this, like, for example, like these uh, the check, road checkpoints. Yeah. If you speak Swahili, they automatically assume one way or another you're working in security. Oh, okay. Yeah, because largely either people are speaking English or Luganda. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing to know, though. Yeah. So if you want to look serious, you can if you start speaking in Swahili, then someone. Yeah, you speak you Swahili. Know. People assume probably a spy or yeah, an army they, officer. They start hearing you. They stop. <laughs> they stop. Uh, you know, harassing you or something. <laughs> yeah. That's a good tip. That's <laughs> naughty though. Okay. Yeah. Um. What are the hobbies that you do when you're not doing science, science or science communication or policy stuff? Like you're not, you you have nothing to do with that. Like there's no conversation in that. What do you do? Well, there are about three things I usually do. 
Mm-hmm. One of them is trying to look for new food experiences. Mm-hmm. So I'm the kind of person who's always looking out for recommendations of what's nice. Mm-hmm. Where is it nice? So I'm always looking for this place. You know, mm-hmm. Just how they cook their food. It's not that I don't cook. I just mm-hmm. love good food. I don't cook. Okay. Uh, and then I love football. Yeah, I love football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love football. Uh, I'm uh, a fan of Manchester United. Oh, man. So, uh, I was hoping. You sounded like an Arsenal fan. Like, no, genuinely lo- sounded like an Arsenal fan. Now I'm disappointed, I, man. I love happiness. Arsenal has a lot of sad, <laughs> sad moments. <laughs> That's a <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> I would comment, though. I'll just keep quiet. If it, if it's any consolation, this season Manu has had it very rough. I think Ooh. you've had like the worst season in a, in, a, in decades. Arsenal. This season Arsenal has had us. Manu, Manu, Manchester United mm. has had a very terrible season. I've not been following Manu, but I, I know. So 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 for for most of the weekends, mm. yeah, for most of the weekends, Arsenal fans were dissing us because mm. finally found ourselves in there. Situation. Position. Yeah. Are you still trying to turn it back in some sort of way? <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> Do you know? I, I, feel, yeah, I feel like uh, Arsenal fans are, are just, you know, loyal people. So are Manu fans. Trust me, for, 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 the, for the past decade, Manu has had very terrible experiences with everything. But their ego You've is not up won there. the league in. Yes, yes. You know, you know. There's this African saying that uh, when a rich man becomes poor, mm. he will not become as poor as a poor man. Oh my so, god! That's so, so, so money is a big team. Money is a big team. So even if they have a bad season, oh. their season will always have uh. a few silver uh-huh. linings. Uh-huh. Even <laughs> even Arsenal is a big team. That even even yeah. when Arsenal is having all these things. They'll always be in the Champions League. They'll be competing for the top four. They'll be doing this. Unlike those, you know, bottom table teams. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, at least at least we can agree. Uh, what else? So, you, you, so you, you, you are an Arsenal fan? What do you expect? I'm loyal. Yeah, I, 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 I see. I've been an Arsenal for I've been rubbing salt in open wounds. I've been rubbing salt in open wounds. <laughs> I've been an Arsenal fan for 15 years, but I'm not like wow. like I'm not those people who have to follow for every single game. Mm. Yeah, but I am an Arsenal fan. I I am an Arsenal fan. I was playing football, so mm. uh, I used to play when 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 we team up. I used to team up with people who are Arsenal fans. Like it was a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh? so you you what did, did you wanted to say uh, something about the football? I've I've, yeah. I've been a man I've been a man fan for nineteen years now. Oh, so we are competing, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for nineteen years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Much respect. Uh, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you normally do during the weekend? You watch football. You... I watch football. Mm. Another football to a sense that uh, I haven't watched games that aren't really my team's games. Mm-hmm. As long as I expect a good game, mm-hmm. I, I just tune it. Oh. It's like maybe Arsenal or Chelsea or Man City or Champions League. Mm-hmm. I watch. 
Okay. Yeah. The other thing I really love is movies. Mm-hmm. Somehow I find time for both football and movies. Mm-hmm. Usually, when I, yeah, usually when I've had like a lot of, for example, some days you do a lot of typing, a lot of writing, so your mm-hmm. brain is really has had enough of thinking. Just mm-hmm. I, I, I watch movies. So oftentimes I've watched almost all the latest good movies. Me too. I'm out of movies to watch. I need recommendations, man. I'm just waiting for you to finish, and I'm like, please recommend. <laughs> I don't even want to know what genre you watch. I'm like, I need something to yeah. watch. Yeah, as long as it's nice, I watch. So, which one was the few, uh, recent favorite movie? Ah, uh, uh, it's called Uncharted. Uncharted. Have you watched it? Yeah, they were, they were looking for some lost, some bit of lost treasure. Oh, it's an adventure action movie. Yeah. It's it's a modern adventure. It's like based in the modern times. Okay. Like these modern guys trying to discover treasure that was long lost in those medieval times. Okay. Is there another one? Um, The other I've watched recently that I've liked is... uh, Oh. There's this movie. It's called uh, Black Light. I've watched Blacklight. No, I'm actually typing it so that it's in my history. <laughs> Actions mystery. It's Blacklight. Uh, of course, Spider Man is good. I don't know if I think you watched Spider Man. No, Spider Man, no way home. Why? Spider Man's good. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it looks like sci fi to me. I've never, I don't even know much about it. So I'm like, no. Yeah. I love this blacklight. I will watch it. Anyway, we are promoting this people. They should pay us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when do you find time to watch movies when you're doing all these things? Incidentally, because every day I have like a period of resting. Uh-huh. I literally watch like a movie every day. How I, why is resting important to you? Yeah, because... uh as a communications person, mm. oftentimes I'm uh, I'm required to do work that requires me to think. Mm-hmm. Either I'm, type, I'm I'm having to type an article, mm-hmm. or even just Sorry, the, the you ma- have to repeat that. Also, also I'm saying, mm-hmm. as a communications person, most of the work I do can't be done passively. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm having to draft articles or just. Uh, and just the mere work of responding to emails, of designing documents for, let's say, conferences, workshops, and all this kind of work. So mm. by the time I come away from office, like I've had a lot of thinking to do in that day. Mm. I feel like okay, I need like two hours of a break, watch mm. a mo- refresh an app, watch a movie, mm-hmm. maybe get back to it later in the night. Mm-hmm. That's what I usually do. Okay. So I either, I either relax on a movie or if there is a game of football, I watch a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do any outdoor activities? Okay, I know you don't cook, so you said you don't cook. But you but eat. I, but but I eat out, yeah, so yeah. I move around a lot. Yeah, so what, um, is there anything? So apart from that, that's the only outdoor activity, going to restaurants and eating. Yeah. Much as I love football, I'm not a very athletic person. So. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do to keep your mental health um in check? Is this the movie? Or... Movies are, you know how football is? I usually don't watch football at home. Mm-hmm. I go out, you know, 
passport in a place where I can, I can afford to shout. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those people. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I know those people. You, 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 you meet all these rival fans, you know? Uh-huh. You know, some, some, some rival fans come just to make sure they make life hard for you. Uh-huh. So they are arguing, dissing each other, and it's, it's uh-huh. a good time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's so not like real dissing, it's just. People yeah, it's just it's just playing banter, you know. Yeah. Mm. So that's the outdoor activity that. You do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you read? Oh, read! I, I, I usually read passively. Mm-hmm. For, for example, when I'm traveling between places, mm. I spend a lot of time reading articles mm-hmm. on on the phone. That's why I do most of my reading, my 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 updates, my reading, okay. the news reading. Yeah. Okay. Usually, find myself on Twitter reading article after article after article until I reach my destination. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sour. So, is there another hobby that you want to talk about? Or things no, that you I, do that have nothing to do with science? Oh, I, I think at, at the moment, really, everything I do has no more another to do with science. Okay, that's your life now. Yeah, only, only that what changes is what. They say, oh, what aspect of biotech? Mm. It's all policy and communications, but in one area we are calling it agricultural biotechnology. In the other space, I'm calling it synthetic biology. In the other space, I'm calling it the bioeconomy. So I just keep switching terms and priorities. For someone who doesn't yeah. understand what policy is, would you explain to them? Is it explainable? Yes, it's explainable. Okay. I could say, for example, you're working on, on a vaccine, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm. Now, in, in the vaccine, first of all, at the development stage, mm. you're probably to import equipment. Mm. Maybe you have to transport samples from maybe across the border. Mm. To, first of all, to start research, you need to have a license to do that research. Mm-hmm. You need to see, okay, in the case of Uganda, I don't know if it's the case for Kenya, but you have to, to, be, up, to be allowed to do that research. Mm. So policy combines guidelines, regulations, and laws. Mm. So they're more like, and also sometimes ethics, but usually they're those three. Mm. Guidelines, regulations, and laws. Mm. So in science, there are lots of these, and the sad bit is that most scientists think they can ignore policy. I feel like they have not, eh, I feel like policy isn't their business. But I'm like, as long as you're within a country, you can't ignore politics. Yeah. You can't be like, let me do my science and politics will take care of itself. It can't work that way. Mm. So that's why science policy has really become a very key thing to think about. Mm. Especially with uh, this, this era where we have lots of new emerging technologies. Mm-hmm. You have lots of things come, techniques coming up that people didn't think of regulating earlier. So they are, as scientists are discovering them, also the, the regulators and, you know, and the policymakers have to think through how to, how to guide, you know, how to guide that kind of process. For example, on the African continent, gene editing is becoming really a huge thing of late. Mm-hmm. People are thinking through how to regulate genome editing. Mm-hmm. So policy applies on those fronts. One, getting guidelines for your research. Mm-hmm. Two, the licenses you have to get. Three, shipping what you use. And uh, four, how after you've researched, 
how that gets to the public. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of policies that guide that whole transition process from the lab to the public domain. Mm-hmm. So that's where science policy really focuses. And for communications, it's really largely awareness. Mm. Yeah. What is that question that you would have loved me to ask and I didn't ask? you'd like to answer? <clears throat> I'm a choker. Oh, you're tired. I have a tendency no, 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 to talk no, no. to I, I'm thinking. in Swahili. By the way, I had a, <laughs> I hosted someone just over the weekend, as you think. Yeah. And uh, I was coming to do something, some activity, some workshop that was going on. And he's from the other side of um Kenya like he he's in Kenya right now and he's on the other side so when I, almost all the time i was speaking to him in swahili i i, I it's not me who was i mean i'm an international organization we have people who are from different countries who necessarily don't speak in swahili but yeah. i always found myself talking to him in swahili and i'm doing it right now i've been doing it for some <laughs> time i don't know why <laughs> Well, it it could be a marketing strategy for to market the language. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a marketer. I, I just the other day I was saying I'm actually an attention seeker. If I need something to be someone to listen to whatever I want to say, I am really yeah. good at attention seeking yeah. and capturing someone's attention. Anyway, yes, yeah, have you thought about it? Well, uh, it's it, it's really quite quite vague in in my, my mind, but uh, almost I think sort of been answering in this whole interview. What's that one thing that scientists tend to ignore that you feel they should always think about? And I think I just answered that previously, though didn't ask it in that way. Mm. And uh, in this case, I would say the communication and place a bit of of their work. Mm. I feel like, for example, in this whole debate of new engineering, uh, these anti-scientists, you know, find a gap that has been left by scientists in communication. Mm-hmm. They fill it up with a lot of disinformation, misinformation, mm-hmm. and there's no one to uh, to, to address that. Mm. And it probably could have been a much better way if probably there was no gap in the first place. Yeah. Whereby it's not reactionary, it's proactive. Proactive communication. So I feel like really scientists need to give that bit a lot. And the thing that I think scientists really have is that because they can defend their research in scientific gatherings, mm-hmm. they assume they know how to communicate. No, 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 no. I could give you an experience. For example, it's Science Stories Africa, you know? Mm-hmm. We invite these guests and we're like, we'll train you for a week. And they're like, like a what? week communicating what I'm doing. What? But by the end of the day, they get to appreciate the difference between what they call communication yeah. and what we are calling communication. Mm. So I really feel like if, yes, science communicators, we have a role to play. Mm. But I think to also really make our work a lot easier if the scientists also got that skill. So that's, you know, every once in a while we have the researcher mm. communicating their science. Mm. In the language people can understand. Yes. And why is it important that 
and and I love this. This is I I love that, but I really want to ask that so that you talk about that. I don't know what you yeah. say though. Why is it important that it's the scientists themselves to communicate? Because there's this perception that I've come across in the scientific community where they're like, when I once I I do my work, I publish it. You as a communicator, go find the paper, read about it. If you want clarification, look for me, then let write about it. Then that's communication. Well, I, I think it's it's more about the the authenticity of the communication, especially mm. in the public domain. Yeah, uh, that's why, for example, when, are, when most of these governments are going about the pandemic communication, mm. they always try to get scientists to communicate. Yeah, that take any aspects of the side of, of this whole approach mm. of the response. Mm-hmm. Reason being the same reason as to why. In my opinion, as I said earlier, I want to pursue vertical opinion. growth first. Because I want to be able to communicate about biotechnology uh-huh. when people aren't asking who is... Who is who? Like, who are you? Yeah. Why are you saying this? Where do you get the authority yes. to talk about biotechnology yes. in the first place? You know? mm. So, if, if, for example, a scientist comes up with this amazing work, mm. you know, and is able to communicate it, well, people feel like they would buy into that way faster than if a third party was trying to get that same message across. Mm. So in that case, my work as a science communicator would be to guide the scientists on how to go about it. Mm. Or maybe to avail the platforms through which to do that. But the scientists should be having a bit of skill and experience in doing it. I feel, and I think the other thing we want to well, I really find that very important I tend to find that scientists tend to research about things they're actually very deeply passionate about. Yes. Which passion tends tends to get lost as third parties take on the communication. Yeah. Because then they do their job. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I've come to appreciate with the Science Stories Africa approach, that someone gets to tell you, why are they researching beans? Why are they mm. researching Irish potato? Mm-hmm. As in, they could have easily done anything else. Yes. Now, for example, we, the very first time we told these stories, mm. we got the, gentle, the, the the professor working on the vitamin A banana, GM bananas, mm-hmm. that have high levels of vitamin A. Mm-hmm. And he was able to drop back the motivation from as early as his childhood. Like, this guy always had this problem with him and was wondering what to do about it and eventually found himself in the position. Mm. And he could actually do something about the problem. Mm. I'm thinking the more we humanize these experiences, yeah. the more people will stop thinking that you're trying to kill them with our science. I feel like you're a pastor and I'm the audience and I'm so excited. <laughs> you know that lady who's at the front, they're like, amen! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're saying things, I'm like, yes, this is how we're supposed to be doing communication humanize the scientists and let them communicate the science themselves to the public. Yeah, and exactly. So that people people connect with people. Yeah. The, the, the same thing we, talk, we tell investors, that whereas your ideas could be brilliant, mm. investors buy into people. Yes. You know? That's why always this story around the investment mm. always makes a good pitch. Mm. So the same thing comes to our science. When you're trying to convince people why you should care about the banana or about the vaccine mm. or about... When it's just a new value-added product from maybe cassava, yeah. mm. they need to know why they should care. Yes. They should need to know that you also care about what they care yes. about. Yes, and they should see the vulnerable side of it. That's exactly. why I have a podcast called The Vulnerable Scientist. Yeah. 
it's a very good very good initiative oh, very like, good amen like i've avoided to say amen so I'm like, yeah <laughs> yeah wow santi guy so um is is that all before inter yeah really i i think if if um if scientists were more willing to do that mm. I think all these debates lasting decades over a bill would be long done. Yeah, but then people think we are doing research because of money, really? No. I, I don't think the research jobs are that are very lucrative compared not to working They're not lucrative at all. Yeah. <laughs> people are here because they're passionate about passionate what they're about working something, on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this gets lost in this discussion. They're like, donors are doing this, they're doing that. I'm like, really? Why would the donor fund a banana that's being grown in Africa and they can't grow it in that area? Mm. There are things bigger than money that people care about. Yeah. And and they need to come out clearly. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really the message you wanted to, to drive home, especially for scientists and researchers let them just take a minute or two to bother about learning a skill in communication mm. it will be very good for them mm. and for, and for their the research yeah. yeah wow I feel like you've just completed the argument that I've been having in my head and I've been thinking yeah it's, it's nice to hear someone else say it in a very clear way Is there anything that you want to add? About oh, no, no. I think for, for the interview, I think really that, that was all I had to say for now. Oh, the other thing I would like people to remember is that always be willing to give first before you seek to be given. Mm. I, I, I think in, in, in this, I find that for many people at my age and below, mm. find that a bit of hard. Yeah. Whenever you want to give someone an assignment. Your age is 25, thing, just to be clear. Yes, 25. Mm. I'm still a, a young person. Mm-hmm. So uh, you always want to dissect quick gratitude or, you know, mm. quick quick rewards, mm. yeah, gratification for what we do. Mm. And I feel like, you know, in this world, they're asking us for 10 years of experience. Mm. They're asking us for these degrees, mm. which realistically you can't always have right away from campus. Yeah. Yeah. It always becomes important to, to give what you have. You have the energy, you have the time, mm. you know. So start by giving that. Somehow, somewhere, you'll be given back. Mm. Yeah. And you learn a lot from that. You learn a lot from it. You get invaluable experience, probably you wouldn't get any other way. Mm. Because, for example, I could give an example. In narrow, mm. in narrow, I think that the lowest qualification in, in the employing mm. is a master's, yeah? Mm-hmm. So that means as an undergraduate of biotechnology, there would be no other way. Mm. I would get in there if I wasn't willing to give my time for free first. Mm-hmm. Show people what you can do. Then maybe one way or another, all of these are human beings. Yes, it's the system, mm. but it's the human beings. Yes. They appreciate, they see the motivation, they see what you are doing, they see all things that you're doing and, you know, it, it will eventually fit in. Otherwise, uh, when you really aren't willing to give, mm. then you should have little expectation for receiving. Mm. 
punchline. So we've talked from seven, so it's eight, nine, ten. These are three hours of conversation. Question is, yeah. how do you feel after having this conversation? Oh, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I, I think one thing she has really done is to give me a chance to reflect on the journey mm-hmm. that I have walked so far. I think probably sometimes when the things are happening in the very first first month, I really get time to, you know, to, to realize how far you've gone along the path. So I think that's been a very good point of reflection. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really thankful for, for, for the opportunity. Now, this almost feels like the fellowship. This is my first... I'm, I'm thinking in the fears, I'll be like, this is my first podcast interview. So mm. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I almost feel like when I saw the other, the other people you have on, on the website, I was like, wow. Aren't I an imposter? <laughs> really? Yeah, so this is like, that's foolish, but I'm like, probably I'm doing something right anyway, so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able You're to share that right. story. Thank you. 